Hello and welcome to Shaping Nations, the podcast that explores the development of smart infrastructure. My name is Patrick Hastings and as the host of Shaping Nations, I'm excited to bring you another episode. Joining us today on Shaping Nations is Romilly Majew, the Chief Executive Officer for Infrastructure Australia. Romilly provides an address covering the importance of resilience and the role of an infrastructure-led recovery for our nation's future. Over to you, Romilly. Thank you so much. Uh, Good morning, everybody, and thank you, Ainsley and Iska, for having me speak here today. What a lovely change of pace it is to be here in the beautiful Royal Botanic Gardens and to catch up with friends and colleagues in person. For those online, I'm not on mute. And for those in New Zealand, hello. We meet here today at a particularly significant place for the traditional custodians of the land and the waterways, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. I acknowledge their rich and enduring culture and connection to this land and pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging and any Indigenous leaders in the room today. I would also like to acknowledge my fellow speakers will be on the panel after, I think, after you, um, Peter. Uh, So Christina's here, I know Reuben's coming and also John Davies, so I look forward to being on the panel with them. It's really timely to have an opportunity to speak here today about resilience and the role of infrastructure and the infrastructure-led recovery. As this is absolutely front of mind for Infrastructure Australia as we prepare to publish the Australian Infrastructure Plan. Developing the plan is one of Infrastructure Australia's key responsibilities as the nation's independent infrastructure advisor. It is the reform response to the challenges and opportunities we identified in the 2019 Australian Infrastructure Audit and our more recent Infrastructure Beyond COVID-19 report that we released in in December last year. Due for release mid-year, the 2021 plan will detail pragmatic reforms to deliver improved services and sustainable infrastructure across our cities, regional centres, rural and remote areas. Importantly, our vision for the 2021 plan focuses on resilience and sustainability, ensuring the infrastructure sector is well-placed to support the national recovery from the pandemic. This is a challenge that is amplified in an age of resource scarcity, disruption, climate change, extreme weather events, and increasingly increasing uncertainty. Our resilience has been tested. In many recent years, the resilience of our infrastructure assets has been tested on many fronts. Australians have experienced unprecedented extreme events, which have emphasised the importance of our ability to handle shocks and stresses. The devastating bushfires of late 2019, for example, damaged energy grids, which in turn disabled telecommunications infrastructure and water treatment facilities. And those of you who are lifesavers in the room, the only telecommunications they could use in the south coast were the the surf lifesaving radios, was the only thing working. Damaged transport and telecommunications infrastructure hindered emergency services coordination. In a single week in January 2020, more than 1,400 telecommunications facilities went offline because of bushfires, jeopardising the safety of many thousands of people. And I'm sure there's many of you in the room today that were captured up in the bushfires. Following this, the COVID-19 pandemic challenged the healthcare system and the economy at large. As people shifted to living and working from home, there was a large surge in cybersecurity threats and telecommunications infrastructure became more critical. Going forward, increasing frequency and severity of shocks and stresses, in part due to the effects of climate change, will continue to test our infrastructure. 
To give you a sense of what we are preparing for, by 2050, the annual economic cost of natural disasters in Australia is expected to more than double, from an average of 18 billion per year to more than 39 billion per year. Our communities and businesses are trying to recover from compounding crises, returning to normal and plan for future disasters and rebuild. As we do this, this is an opportunity to take stock of lessons learned and make our communities more resilient and sustainable. In an environment of rapid change, uncertainty and risk, it is critical we embed new practices to ensure infrastructure delivers affordable, accessible and cost-effective services. This is easier said than done. The sector requires transformation and systematic change at all levels of government, all sectors and across all communities. This ranges from how communities are engaged to how resilience and sustainability are considered in investment decisions. Infrastructure Australia has an important role to play in supporting the latter. So in the remainder of my presentation this morning, I want to share two of our recent initiatives that I'm particularly proud of. Firstly, resilience planning is a critical part of our assessment framework, which guides the development of business cases for major infrastructure investment. Just to give you an example, in the recent budget that was announced um, recently, of the top um, 15 projects that were over to our threshold, which was 250 um, um, million of the, t of the top 15, 13 we had reviewed using this assessment framework. So I'm just trying to highlight the criticality of our assessment framework. Our assessment framework has undergone significant refresh over the past year, informed by a program of extensive stakeholder engagement. We are excited to be publishing the new assessment framework in late, January, uh, late June, particularly because it will include specific advice on resilience considerations in major infrastructure investment, including physical climate risks, risks associated with the transition to low carbon economy, community resilience to a broad range of shocks and stresses, in addition to climate shocks, and broader behaviour, technology or economic changes. With increasing uncertainty and an evolving risk landscape, the way infrastructure is planned, built and operated will need to change. This means shifting from risk to resilience planning. In work, we're collaborating with Infrastructure New South Wales, planning for infrastructure resilience. Our research found that what traditional risk planning focuses on avoiding threats, resilient embrace, resilience embraces these threats and acknowledges that they are unavoidable shifting the focus to absorbing, managing and recovering from disruption. I'm sorry, our paper hasn't been released yet. It will be released soon. Um, to support this, a systematic approach to understand and quantify risk is necessary to ensure our assets, networks, systems, communities and places are resilient. Of course, the infrastructure planning phase offers the most significant opportunity to plan for and achieve resilience. The decisions made at this stage establish the trajectory for the rest of the infrastructure lifestyle cycle. It is the stage when important decisions like location, design and management of asset interdependencies are made beyond the resilience of the infrastructure asset itself. It is also when shared responsibility for outcomes can be built between government and the community, crucially important. Importantly too, the planning phase is where whole of system and whole of place outcomes can be assessed and where build and non-build um, options can be considered equally to find the most beneficial solution. Ensuring that resilience is considered at these early stages will improve project outcomes. Alongside embedding resilience considerations at the early planning phase, we have identified seven key factors that should be considered in project development to achieve resilient outcomes. 
They provide strategic direction around how to consider resilience in project development, and they are resourcefulness. This is the ability of operators, users and infrastructure itself to respond to and manage a shock event in a timely manner. Robustness, which refers to the ability to withstand disasters and future changes in climate without significant damage or disruption. Redundancy, which is in maintaining operations without significant deterioration in quality or value through additional capacity, flexible systems and substitution. Recovery, responding to and mitigating the consequences of system failures. Adaptability, the ability to continually assess, build knowledge, learn and improve to inform future decisions and Ainsley touched on this this morning. Integration, this refers to the extent of which resilience is embedded in all decision making across system sectors, activities and risks and finally inclusivity. This is the ability to involve all citizens and stakeholders to reflect diversity of those using or in proximity to the infrastructure. In addition to our focus on resilience planning, Infrastructure Australia has also been on an important journey in recent years to promote sustainability across the infrastructure sector. We have made a clear commitment to reflect, support and communicate sustainability across our reform and investment advice. This is part of our mandate to ensure major infrastructure investments deliver the best outcomes for the community. Recognising that sustainability means many things to many people, we recently published a set of sustainability principles to provide clear strategic direction to governments at all levels and the infrastructure sector around how to promote sustainable infrastructure. And we're not developing our position alone. In April, we co-hosted with ASBEC an ASBEC IA sustainable sustainability workshop, including all our um, key industry associations, Ainsley represented ISCA. And this coincided the with the release of our principles. And in July, this collaboration will be expanded to include all our jurisdictional colleagues from state territories and, and the Australian government. And the aim is to develop a collaborative roadmap for the sector. Although sustainability is commonly referenced across all forms of infrastructure, the outcomes being sought are often narrow and unaligned. For example, decision makers typically focus on one issue, such as emission reduction or waste reduction, without considering other potential benefits. As a result, cost-effective sustainable practices that deliver broad outcomes in the best interest of the community are often overlooked. Ignoring these outcomes is a missed opportunity and risks increased costs and a lower quality of life for future generations. Infrastructure Australia takes the view that sustainability and sustainable infrastructure are contingent on balancing social, economic, environmental and governance considerations. Balancing outcomes across each of these four areas will help our communities prosper, while not adversely impacting future generations and the planet. Integrating sustainability into planning and decision making will allow Australia to meet present needs without compromising the ability of future generations to meet theirs. Access to infrastructure that is resilient, sustainable and adaptable in the face of global shocks and trends is absolutely critical for our national recovery. And we are pleased to see this focus on resilience is increasingly shared and embraced by the sector more broadly, and something that is credit to many of you here today. We will have more to say about this when we release our Australian Infrastructure Plan mid-year, and I look forward to sharing this with you. Thank you very much, Iskif, for inviting me to speak here today, and to everyone here who has been working so closely with Infrastructure Australia as we work to drive better outcomes for all our community. Thank you very much.
Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Shaping Nations. If you want to support our show and be the first to know when a new episode drops, be sure to subscribe. And if you're feeling particularly generous, please leave us a five-star review. We'll see you next time.